0: Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're joined by Tim from Fallen Acorn Brewing Co. I'm Joan and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us.
1: For joining us, um, we are very happy to have you today. Uh, I feel like we always talk about how we could go on for hours chatting and we do on <laughs> forums and everything, and people will probably know you if they're on the beer forums. But why don't you tell everybody who hasn't heard of Fallen Acorn who you are, what your role is, who Fallen Acorn is?
2: No, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Tim. I'm the general manager at Fallen Acorn Brewery, um, based down in Gosport in Hampshire, right on the water's edge. Um, and yeah, we're we're a sort of, uh, we're a bit of an enigma if you're trying to describe us as a brewery. Um, you see a lot of sort of craft breweries and a lot of trad breweries. And um, I think for us, well, for me, especially when I joined and when I took over here, it was um, just to create something that, that had no boxes and no boundaries. And I mean, it all started for me years ago when I was trying to find a brewery that I could enjoy something in and my dad could enjoy something in. Uh, he's a he's a real old school real old brown beer drinker and don't be wrong, I love that but you know it's hard to find somewhere where you can have a pint of that and at the same time a pasty stout or a smoothie sour or something like that yeah. and, and for me it's been a real fun year since since we started changing here and then um, that's what we're hoping to create down there.
1: That's brilliant Um, and speaking of that yeah the fu- oh, I've had a Perfect long day. Meeting. I'm assuming Joe, you've had quite a long day, Tim. I don't know about I I don't know how bad your day was. <laughs> you're, you're still there. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I left the office a few minutes ago, um, uh, but I am ready to crack open a beer and it leads us perfectly mm-hmm. into the first beer we're going to have from you. Do you want to tell us about, Oof.
2: yeah? So, Oof, um, Oof was the first um beer that our new Libra Felix, um, First recipe he came up with after he started here. Um, we did a couple where it was a bit of transition period, but this was his first um, take on wanting to do some of it trad, because the heritage of the brewery is more towards the traditional side. Um, but we've got, there seems to be a thing that trad is boring and twiggy, and I don't think it has to be. I don't think it should be. Um, you know, things change at the times. Adjuncts aren't really a new thing in there. And people seem to have this conception that they're craft only. Um, so we just went, you know what? Mild's having a bit of a resurgence this year. We love a mild. We all grow up on a mild. How can we twist the mild to make it, you know, a bit more hype, a bit more cool, whatever you want to call it? Um, and obviously maple, um, and especially this sort of maple, is really omnipotent for us. So it was like a mashing together of the two the oldest style of trad beer, the most twiggy style of trad beer in most people's eyes and an adjunct that people associate with Bianca. (laughs) So it almost started as a bit of a joke, but I mean, um, it's actually come together really nicely for us. I mean, we like it in the bottle a lot. Um, We've also got a few casts of it and that's for us where the body comes through and the condition really shines and the maple just bounces beautifully with a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of nuttiness. Um, so yeah, it was a beer that we, we sort of had as a bit of a joke and now it's probably one of our favourites for drinking around the brew house. I can't wait for the tap room to be back open for it, really.
1: That face that Joanne just had when she took a sip. <laughs> she looked <laughs> like she was really happy. I'm really <laughs> she happy. Just like You just had this face of like, oh, like, oh my, yes. Like, <laughs>
0: it's so beautiful. Like, I love a mild, as we know. I like a dark and a sour beer. Um, I love a mild this is beautiful it's such a lovely oh, it's balance uh, the maple uh, hits like so perfect but it's not like massively sweet like it's like the nice notes of maple and then you've got a little bit just like you said a little bit of bitterness bit of nuttiness
1: it's lovely it's like a little hug yeah <laughs> I like okay. the label because your label it says oof, that, just the first part of it where it says oof that's a proper pint none of that hipster bollocks. Um, <laughs> Joe's, gonna, Joe's gonna now Joe's gonna I now bleep it. me I out. You have to bleep that. You won't because that's what it says on the label. Yeah, it's no, not that's me. what it says on the label. I can't. I,
0: actually, I was I was putting it in the fridge earlier today and I read it out to my husband because I was like, this is brilliant. I love that. I love it this label. Like, what, what
1: what's what's caused you guys to pick? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but that line I think <laughs> yeah. encapsulates, like, encapsulates it pretty well. What's um, caused you guys? to put that on there
2: <laughs> it, it's um i mean you see it on social media there's a divide in beer um which we don't recognize or try not to recognize and disagree with like as much as we can um and it, it's one of them where you know there's a stereotype of the old boys and they don't like hits to beer with their cartoon labels and we're like what's the most cartoon label we can do for the most sort of traditional style we can do and
3: yeah. I mean, we we want to
2: stop people recognising sort of a divide and a split So your trad or your craft and just everything's beer. You know, we yes. all love beer. You know, like we all go to the pub and we'll, we'll spend like silly money on some ridiculous US bottles of craft stuff and and then we'll go down the pub and have a pint of trad IPA. And, you know, why is there a difference? Why is there a divide? Um, so the, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but um, yeah, if you read the, the full label – a few people have taken it quite seriously. Um, it's so not meant it's to be so, serious. <laughs> I think it's so
1: funny. Just just the first line. Like, I just read the first line and I was like, yeah, that's that's epic. That's we're, so we're, good. We're thinking
2: of doing a follow-up for it called Oosh, which would be the opposite. So it would be like a cask beer that we take to a camera beer festival and then they tap it, it's just like a smoothie sour or something.
3: Oh my God, <laughs> that would be
2: amazing. But I... yeah, it's it's just breaking down divides, I think. That's the big part of what we're about as a brewery. It's what we stand for as beer drinkers ourselves. And um, yeah, I mean, if you don't take the label too seriously, it, it really sums up what we're about. <laughs>
1: I did laugh because um, as I was sort of taking out everything that i because uh, I basically used this as an opportunity as well to just order lots of stuff. You've got the Savra stuff on. I got, <laughs> I got like two glasses because I was like I'd been eyeing the glass for so long, and I was like I don't know. And then I was like, well, it's all it's all going to come together. So just <laughs> to chuck it all in. And um, yeah, it was funny as I was going through and taking stuff out. I, I literally, I think this is one of the first ones I pulled out, and I pulled it out and I just went, oof. And I don't know, it was just like an involuntary <laughs> thing to do. And then it made me laugh because then I was like, oh, oh yeah, oof. The that
2: main part of it, we, we've got a couple of old boys at the tap room who are absolute legends, but they are that stereotype that they have a pint of cask and that first sip, and they'll just go, Ooh, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah! Too good not to use, like yeah. That, that's but brilliant. that's what we do. we are going to have a real pint of bitter and there's something like that, and you just like Oof.
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> so brilliant. Yeah. I'm totally down for this. Like the whole like traditional twiggy beer, she says with air quotes, and like the you know the out there stuff. Like just drink what you like. Like I don't understand why it's all it, as you say. It's all beer. And if it's good beer, what does it matter, whether it's on cask or keg or bottle or can?
2: It's it's what we hear too much, and you hear it online too much. If if someone doesn't like a beer or a style of beer, the go-to is not, oh, I'm not that keen on that style. Right. That's not beer. Yeah. Just stop putting other styles down because you don't like them. Right, Just embrace the fact that there is a massive spectrum of flavours and styles, different ingredients, different – I mean – adjuncts are a funny one and and this is one of them where you go oh you shouldn't be using this you shouldn't be using that and they're going oh beer needs to have hops in it okay well okay before hops there was a lot of fruit herbs spices and you go, oh that's in your eyes not beer but right where does tradition yeah. stop and like your tradition is more modern than actual tradition yeah <laughs> so it's, it's just silly the whole thing's a bit silly and and that's what we hope we and um, you see it in a lot of other breweries now. Um, you see some of the um, the big boys in the UK doing things like best bitters this year and um, some more miles yep. coming out. And it's brilliant to see because there shouldn't be a divide. Uh, I, I was at Northern Monk um, before I was here, and um, we had all the cask stuff of Northern Monk's faith and the terminal and that. And there was always Timmy Taylor and on. and everyone loved it. Yeah, it's a great point. Stop the divide.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah I thought that was really interesting what you said about like the the idea of like you know your your dad likes more traditional stuff you obviously I mean you like a mix of stuff um but that's really interesting and quite a valid point of like it does bridge it does help to bridge that that gap as well of like where are we going to go to have a drink if you like more traditional style and I don't like more traditional style it's kind of like you know oh we could go to the 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 pub but the local pub which is going to have like macro stuff on it and then maybe some real ales and oh maybe I don't like real ales as much or okay we could go to a craft place which is going to have things that you know my my in-laws call it like funny beers Um, (laughs) they go go, we've got your funny beers in the fridge um you've left some of your funny beers over here (laughs) yeah and it's like we, we had a new place that opened up nearby to us and they're like oh it's got your funny beers down there and I was like yeah um and and I love that idea of you've created this environment that is going to kind of accommodate multi-generations multi-taste yeah. buds um, and everyone's going to find something that they enjoy and sometimes you're going to mix the two together and there's going to be a common ground even in the beers that well, you create what was
2: brilliant is um after my dad had some beers off ours and he you know had seen the, the variety we were doing and sort of intimidated trad bottles a few others just as well and then i because he's a an airline pilot I got a photo from him uh, about a month and a half later and he was in L I C in New York and you go and he would never have even thought to set foot in there. But he's now since he's tried some I've gone out and now he enjoys craft beer as well, the same way I enjoy traditional beer. And the divide just stops people ex- experiencing flavor. It's like are they going into a, a restaurant and saying, You're not allowed that because you eat this, like Right. Probably yourself.
0: Yeah, like you can't eat Italian, you can only have British. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, yeah it's <laughs> No pasta for you. That, that's it. So I think sometimes you can have people that are, first of all, I just also want to say, before I make my point, the fact that both of you said Twiggy just made, it brought no end of happiness to, like, hear that said out loud. That was, that was hilarious and amazing. I always Thank think you that's that such gift. a weird term. <laughs> I think that's a weird
2: I think yeah. it's used for the wrong beers. Like we do beers that we jokingly say are twiggy styles and things like that. I mean, to me, twiggy actually is just bad versions of those styles. Yeah. And I think that's where the words come from in, in beer. It's, it's, you know, the old, the old, I, know, I can't think of any breweries that are, are not around anymore. So you know, when it was made poorly and cheaply and just lazily, um, I don't actually think there's many traditional breweries in the UK that do twiggy stuff anymore because they there's a lot of great quality around the UK in both craft and trad and everything. The breweries have really stepped up, and um, I think the word's almost become a, a meme of itself. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: why it just brought me endless joy that you guys both <laughs> just just said that. That was brilliant. <laughs> I'm stuck in a twiggy,
3: twiggy, Tory
1: now. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I don't know. Do what? What, what do I? What do Twink? I prefer? But like think? Siren Queen, I've got <laughs> Siren
2: Twig. Yeah,
1: I I'll, I'll get called that by by some people. I'm surprised you've not seen that one yet. Um, yeah, it's uh... Siren Queen. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. I've never been called that. Twiggy before. Um, but I I would love to see the reaction of some people if you called me that. It would, it would bring me joy, hundred percent. We could definitely raise
3: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, please. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think. If you, if you start to see more people bridge that gap, um, and I and like you said, I know there definitely are, like Elusive's done some stuff that it really blends sort of traditional and, and non-traditional. And there's a lot more brown ales coming out now and everything, you know, Siren's done it, Elusive's done it. Um, I've seen a lot of brown ales coming out. Um, when you have that more accessible to a wider audience um, and you're bridging those gaps, you might find that there are people more willing to try the other side. Uh, They wouldn't have before, before they would have just shut it down. But when you slowly ease them into it, I think that might help build their confidence. And now that's like really great that your dad's gone. I never would have come in here before. And now he's just basically doubled the amount of places that he'll visit. (laughs)
2: percent. I mean, It's good to see as well all over the South Coast, it's happening more and more. So we've got uh, Arundel just down the road from us and they started very much the same way as that we were and they've converted to doing more modern styles um, as we like to call it, because I think even the word travel or craft just creates the modern styles of beer. They've done exactly the same. And now you look at them and they've got this beautiful new brew house and they're producing everything from, they're still doing all the traditional stuff but some of their modern styles are, are incredible, uh, some of the best in the South Coast. And it's just popping up everywhere around the UK now. It's uh, it's great to see. And fingers crossed, that it means that in five years' time, you can go to any bar and get anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might encourage places, it might encourage pubs that previously didn't offer those type of offerings. Uh, it, it might convince them to sort of spread out from what they're normally offering anyways uh and, and offer a bit more variety because i know like i hate going to my my most local place that's five minute walk from mine but i hate going there because the craftiest i can get is a punk ipa and yeah. and i and that's no disrespect to punk ipa it's just you know do i want to go and drink that all night or a foster's like yeah. no i really don't um i'm going there to socialize but do i would i really go there for beer no, I'd rather sit at my house, five minute walk away and have my own beers and have my friends around here <laughs> where I've got more selection. <laughs> but if they're encouraged and seeing this as something that's better and they start getting more stuff in, I might start going, well, actually, it's worthwhile going out now. Um, and then they'll see 100%. the value of it, really.
2: Yeah, 100 percent agree. It's, um, it's something I can't wait for. Pubs being shut has been a real killer as well, because uh, a lot of, for me, socialising with beer is about a, a mix of styles and, and enjoying different things over a course of time. You're not going to just sink some pints and, you know, get a bit drunk. It's not about the drinking for the alcohol's sake. And yeah. Craft beer, whatever you want to call it, has, has never really been about that. Um, and pubs being shut, you're just looking at a bottle of 750ml empty stout going, oh, maybe.
3: Right. <laughs> but yeah. there's
2: no, I, I don't want to do that on my own. I mean, yeah. there's always that argument of, all oh, beers are too big. All these strong beers need to be in smaller cans. And the reason I've always been against that is because I want to share them. They're beers that should be a social sort of occasion for me. I, if I'm ever sat, of course, I like the flavour and enjoy them. But if I'm ever sat at home thinking empty stouts, I'm, I'm probably not feeling as good as when I am around mates. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just I sort of raised this as a discussion point the other day where it's like, you know, what beers do people have sitting around the house that they want to go that they're holding on to specifically to share with their friends? And um, the people I don't like to say, oh, my friends don't like craft beer, because I think since the pandemic and the lockdown has caused me to meet more people online, I consider more people my friend's now than yeah. maybe i did at this time last year but the people in my immediate friendship circle that live nearby to me they're not the most craft people um i think i mentioned this like the other day and uh but they are people that when i open something and they're around around my house for a barbecue or whatever they'll try what i have and they'll actually enjoy what i have they're just not the type of people that necessarily go out and buy it themselves and for me it's 100% about the, the memories of sharing things i associate some of you Know what I'm tasting with the experience that I'm having, and you know, I got this from you guys, um, which is your orange, it's the leave town with an orange and pretend you're laughing at it. I want to know about that name later, but um, it's orange blossom and orange blossom honey wheat beer, and yeah, it's quite a big bottle. Um, I'd happily drink it by myself, but I would like to share it with other people. Yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah. want to just sit and drink it to my face, I think it
2: goes back <laughs> a bit to the reasons that we, another reason why we want to break the divide and and also be accessible for everyone in a way of having a range of styles. Because people that aren't that into craft beer will still come and drink a a nice craft lager. And again, you see some great craft lagers around the UK. There's a lot of breweries you look at and you wonder why they haven't done a, a craft lager that's permanently in their range. Because that's that access point where someone who just drinks normal macro lager Goes, oh, I'll come to the tap room as long as at least they've got a lager. And then five weeks later, they're on a pale ale or an IPA. And then they're, you know, that's that's pretty much. I'm sure that's how I got into lager to real ale to you know IPAs. And I think a lot of people. I don't think anyone started by smashing back IPAs and lambic.
1: Nah. <laughs> if that was yeah. your first introduction you'd yeah be like I mean yeah anyway. I want
3: I want, yeah. I want
0: to hear from the person that started on their craft beer journey on a you know on a proper canteen lambic <laughs> like
1: the ur- well, I, was, I was gonna say it, it, it all depends So I would take it with a pinch of salt when someone's telling you like yeah that's it I'd be like okay so tell me your timeline <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's one of those things like sours is always like you'll have... Carling
2: Carling 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 Campion <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> You'll have you'll have people try like these massively like complex sours and then they'll be like, Well, I don't like sours. but it's like, that's because you started yeah. with the most complex like, yeah. thing that you can find. Yeah. Let's let's take it back a bit and it'll yeah. be like a vault city where it's yeah. a bit less it's like sweet, you know, sweet, it's you know, a know bit more a bit like fruity. Yeah, let's yeah. build that up. You know, you're not gonna go straight in and be like, Oh, let's go with all the most complex and odd flavours that like, you can yeah. find like it on polo. <laughs> Like, I, I think don't it's what like makes it. uh,
2: Vault City such a good. I am going to tell it, Bell's It's what <laughs> makes Vault City such a good brewery because they're they I, I don't want to say this the wrong way because I, I don't mean it in the bad way. They're simple in their beers in many ways, but at the same time, those those same beers are really complex. Yeah,
3: I yeah don't that yeah, makes yeah.
2: sense unless you have yeah. one. But they're they're such a um, everything they do is so well brewed and well thought yeah. out. It's, it's got layers of different flavors in the same fruits even and yeah I, I, all the time in the world for that brewery
0: so good i think i think that they give they put out accessible flavors so their names like people go oh bake plum bakewell yeah i I'll try that, and then they're like, "Oh, this is oh, this is a sour beer. Oh, yeah, I like sour beers. Like, it's that it's that accessibility and getting people in that way. I think is really important. Yeah,
2: the Iron Brew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, didn't <laughs> get that.
1: I wanted to try that one, but I was like, "Oh my god, I only have so much money, and I feel like they will bleed me dry." If yeah. Can, so, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, but what I think what I like about you guys though is is you get what I really like about what you guys do is you've done it numerous times now where you've taken like your your base layer of here's this beer and then you've gone we're going to amp it up a bit and then you've gone so we've made it a bit of an impy and then you're like no that's still not good enough we're going to do it one more level (laughs) so we got the um for our new beers our triannuary episode we drank your uh pie hard Mm. I got extra pie hard and then I also got this (laughs) bad boy uh which is your impy version but it's a stout as opposed to like an impy sour I've I've got
2: to be honest that
1: (laughs) it's the hat as well
2: (laughs) I I spent uh three hours putting hats on bottles that was fun
1: (laughs) for our
0: listeners they're talking about Christmas hats on top of bottles (laughs) oh
1: yeah 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 I sometimes I get so used to the video I forget to clarify that but now I'm an impy ho 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 and it's brilliant and and I just thought it's like even your pie hard was just so like the the marketing you guys did for that was just so brilliant it was like somebody having apple dumped
2: all over the-, <laughs> the the pie hub with a vengeance came around um if I'm honest because we had excess ingredients and um we because we we bought the apple for the pie hard thinking we was gonna chuck a lot of apple at this and then we chucked half the apple at it and went wow that's a lot of apple <laughs> um, so we were stuck with this other massive tub of apple pureed apple uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're like, okay, we've got to another beer, and um, our immediate go-to whenever we've got anything we're like we need another beer, it's always an empty Stout, probably because it's a firm favourite of all of us. But it was one of them we go, is this going to work? Apple in an empty Stout, we've had one or two, sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Um, for all of us, we've all said that that's far, far more a favourite than the original pie hard. And then after that, we were like, we've still got loads of apple left. <laughs> how do we market this beer <laughs> and um felix had only just joined it was the first brew he would well big brew he had done um it was an old recipe actually but okay we've got to initiate him to the brewery somehow so we've oh, got God. a cheap paddling pool off of um argos and some props that we had from a summer party and uh yeah we bought some custard from the shop and some apple pies and- <laughs> On. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I,
1: I appreciated that hazing in the, in the. It was like it was just a proper like, yeah, we've put custard in, and then it was like you just dump custard on it. <laughs> oh, bless him!
3: Yeah, and we, I was like, we, oh god.
2: We were hoping that we tried to make that video as rubbish as possible because we're <laughs> we're all quite big fans of um, like comedy, like Toast of London, and yeah. um, that real British sort of pound stupidity um so we're like how do we make this just seem as stupid as possible and I hope <laughs> we succeeded because it I look, we look at it back now like what were we doing
1: <laughs> I just think it's I think it's brilliant I think it's brilliant that you put some of these in like the, the big bottles it's like the sharing 750 ml bottles and it's like it's so good for sharing I mean I don't know if I really want to share that one myself but I, I'll, the, I'll the consider 750s, it
2: the 750s I think there's, there's a few breweries over here that do big bottles it just seems to be such a missing part of the market and it, it might be a change in culture but from the States to over here. Um, but I say myself and my best mate John we do sharing events and we get loads from the States and they're all big 750ml bottles and you can go around the room and you can chat to people and everyone has a little bit and it's all you need because you have a few beers yeah. you only need sort of a, a third or less yeah. than that sometimes. Over here it seems to be like my beer my own I'm not sharing it <laughs> I, yeah. I just I don't get
1: it. I've never done a bottle share. And I think, like, I've always wanted to do one, but I've never done one because I've been really, like, nervous to do it. That sounds so (laughs) stupid. But it's like, because, like, my husband likes beer, but he's not bothered enough to go and drink with strangers. Whereas, like, I will, but then I'm also nervous of being the only person that's gone by themselves. The best
2: way, if you're nervous, they're the best thing to do because (laughs) two drinks in you're just to everyone.
1: <laughs> one drinking less than a drinking i'll be fine <laughs> it's the get in there that's the problem like, i'm quite like people don't realize that i get socially anxious because i get there and i'm like hey what's up it's fine fake it till you make it it's the get in there that's the problem um... we, we
2: always make sure that we arrange it for a time and then tell them half an hour before so they get to the bar and whatever bar they're hosting us, they'll go buy a beer or two at the bar first and then when they come upstairs to the event space they're always like i had a couple of beers. Oh, hi everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah, I- I'm always worried about the etiquette of like, what do you bring? Like, can you like, what if you bring a really crap one and everyone don't like, I bring no one bad Light? But you <laughs> <I mean>, definitely <laughs> this not.
2: This is kind of why we set the the events company up because we wanted to provide the platform that if no one wants to bring anything at all, that's fine as well. We're you're providing some beer, sure a share, and if someone brings something by the end of it everyone's so relaxed there's no judgment there's no you know snobbery about it it's just everyone's chatting to each other and enjoying beer it's, it almost it's nice at the end of one of those sessions where almost everyone stopped talking about the beer because they've spent six beers talking about it, and anything else is just socializing and it brings it back to what we've almost lost from being beer geeks <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's
1: it's 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 trains it out of you to be like, no, don't focus on this beer. <laughs> have have you gone to your bottle, yet because your face looks like it was like, what? Yeah. No, so I have like, hosted them at my house. Like
0: I've had people bring stuff around. Um yeah. But I mean we've done them with Women's pint Club where everyone's just brought something. Um would we'll, we'll do that when we're allowed oh, so, so I'll do that. Like that's different because it's at your visit, house. It's so at it's my that... house. See, we'll ease you in. You can come to my house and yeah. do it at my house with some of the women's pint club ladies. It'll be fine. I have to
1: find a really good beer to bring so everyone's suitably impressed. <laughs> Don't
0: outshine everybody with your beer selection. I've got that one that's made from the yeast from a
1: 200-year shipwreck yeah. from no Australia. One's, no one's going to outshine that. That is <laughs> that is making a statement. That is like, hold on with my <laughs> 200 year old and used. hanging on to it and <laughs> well, then you drop the bottle <laughs> oh mate it's in a box that would, be, right. my, that would be my luck as I trip over <laughs> my own feet and be like oh, I'm so sorry but that that sort of brings it back actually to the next thing that I kind of wanted to chat to you about that I know you're quite passionate about we're quite passionate about just the quality of ingredients uh, the importance of ingredients and kind of the um, beer being seen as a premium product because I think you know people won't bat an eyelid at you know, going and buying a 20 quid bottle of wine, but like if you were to say, Yeah, you know, this 750 mil bottle cost you 10 yeah. quid, people are like, Oh, that's a bit expensive. I don't know
2: about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the, the Yorkshire attitudes of how much uh, because I mean <laughs> this is probably too pricey as a mild for them. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I think I think the problem is a beer doesn't necessarily have to be a premium product. But that's the the whole point, the whole reason the craft beer movement as such kicked off was as an answer to, you know, really low quality mass produced stuff that was, you know, widely available on the market, but there was no real substance to it. And I think what craft beer managed to do was create an environment where you could drink what you wanted, but quality mattered and, and you know being the care of ingredient, the care of brew process. And, and that's not to say that every craft beer is going to be amazing because taste is subjective, obviously, and um, you know, people we know as a brewery, you make mistakes and things don't quite come out how you wanted them to. It's the process and the care in that brewing process, you know, that that's what matters to me. And and it's, it's kind of like crafts almost taking a backwards loop in that trying to it should be an accessible thing, craft beer, because you know you can go to a pub and someone that's good at their job behind the bar will talk you into it and you'll taste a bit. That, that's accessibility. But um, just cheapening the product back down and um, you do see some breweries just putting out a really cheaply made product now, labelling it as craft as a marketing term. I think this is why a lot of people are saying let's throw away the term craft because it's meaningless. I'd say no, let's just like reverse the balance again and go let's make craft mean quality of uh, product and how you do things and you know how you do things uh, morally as well in the brewing process and all of that used to matter um and i think it doesn't it's not an elitist thing it's not a snobbery to expect that of craft beer it's just that it should mean standards um yeah it's a tricky one because I understand people new to the market don't want to pay the big premiums, and lockdown's been hell for that because you've only got shops, you've got bottle shops online, you've got to take a punt on anything you buy. When we go back to Pubs Beer and Open and you can have a taster, I think that makes all the difference. You have someone behind the bar who's like talking you through the beers and talking you through the flavor profiles. And I mean, even the best people in bottle shops, and there's some incredible bottle shop owners around the UK at the moment. they haven't tried all their beers because they're in bottles and cans so not talking you through those flavor profiles in the same way um accessibility will come back it doesn't mean making it cheap for the sake of cheapness or you know cheaply made um again like the 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 way to do things all trickles down to being able to pay a fair price to the the suppliers as well and you know to the staff of the brewery and the bottle shop being able to make a fair price and just going oh yeah but craft so expensive we'll make it cheaper no, that's just, there's space in beer for that, just not in craft for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like you're not like you're you're paying for quality ingredients, you're paying for the knowledge of the brewer and the brewery and you know, the people that you're buying it from. Like those people should have like you hope that they have that knowledge and then can serve you properly. Like you're paying for all of that. It's not just the beer that's in your glass.
2: In any style as well, there's a macro brewery doing pretty much the same thing. I guarantee you, um, name a style and uh, you'd be hard pressed not to find a macro brewery doing the same thing for cheaper, but it's not going to be as good. Yeah. You know, well, that's it. When,
1: when you get the impression of, well, this dipper's three quid, um, you know, I, th- I think I've, I saw breweries putting out, a, a, a macro breweries putting out a dipper and it's like, okay, is someone going to have that at a lower price point? And then they're going to go, oh, why am I going to pay seven quid for that one? Because this one's fine. Or if they're using that as a as a method to gauge whether they like a particular style and then they're going to go and try the more expensive one that has the different you know quality of ingredients and everything else yeah. and then they're going to go oh right, this tastes totally different than what i expected it, it's oh, it's, it's wrong sense. it's bad and it's like yeah no it, it's your expectation may not have been set properly the based on your expectation,
2: experience i guess is that you go in with a we oh, need an entry level well to me entry level craft beer has always been breweries core ranges so yeah. i mean well, we we the first thing I did when we started here, we need a, a core range that has a bit of everything in. Um, yeah. Northern Monk was a beautiful example of it when I was there. Their, their core range is one of the strongest in the UK for me. That, to me, is the entry level for craft beer because you know it, it's well-priced. It, it's cheap. It's gotten cheaper. But making a two quid beer and then people's own expectations, is, oh, that's what craft beer is? Well, that was a waste of time. They're never yeah. going to go and dive into the more expensive, really good quality stuff. They're just going to go don't know why people pay these prices it all tastes like this and then
1: it doesn't yeah yeah you're not often going to find somebody that goes oh this dipper's my core range beer (laughs) that's (laughs) not typically going to be i think like you guys actually have quite a a good sort of range of what your core is because you have things that are more traditional like you've got your golden ales you've got your bitters you've, you've got a pilsner you've got you know your oatmeal stout you've got an ipa it sort of spans across what i think everybody can like again it's that same thing that comes back to there's a little bit of something that everybody can enjoy and they can go well i'll order the majority of these and then maybe i'll try something different i've never had before that's maybe a bit more adventurous and then they can kind of go i've tried something a bit more adventurous maybe it's for me maybe it's not next time i go and order my course selection maybe i'll try something else that's a bit more expensive
2: we, we try and um we try and create um packs as well that but- that kind of lead people into it a little bit so at the moment we do a, a traditional styles pack which has got our three core traditional beers in so you've got a, a best bitter of a golden ale and a traditional ipa um and then we've got oof in it which is a you know it's one of them that the, the people that just drink more traditional styles will try it and go oh you know some are but that little bit of maple might make them then go oh, actually i don't mind sweetness in beer and on the flip side of that, the, the lockdown uh, survival pack that we put together is, is a, a, a lager, um, uh, oatmeal stout, and uh, standard 4.5% IPA, which are, you know, quite accessible craft styles to have. Or the word. Then we chuck pie hard in there, because then you're going to go, oh, pastry sour. Okay, well, I've bought these, I've had these, i try it. And even if they don't like it, it's just it's just widening the horizons of what's yeah. out there.
1: If it was a whole pack of something that they'd never tried before that they weren't sure about, they'd probably be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go for that. When it's one that they've not tried before, they might start to go, oh, actually, all right, if I don't like it, I don't like it. And it kind of, it's part of the pack and it's fine. Um, no no love lost, I'll just drink the rest of it. And so the ones, it's really like
2: it. We found the ones that don't like it will then give the can or the bottle they don't like to their neighbour. And then the next week we'll get an order from their neighbour going, oh. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Or or, yes, that thing of they'll give it to someone that's not heard of you who goes, well, (laughs) even if they don't drink it and they're not sure if they like it, they'll go, I've never heard of them before. Let me just check them out real quick. (laughs) So very smart.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It wasn't even done as a marketing expert. (laughs) It was just a, a happy coincidence. But it shows that people then go and talk about beer to other people that might not have any interest of it. And they did maybe not thought they had an interest of it. Um, And the amount of new people we've we've been blessed to have supporting us through lockdown has gone, Oh, I've never tried anything of this uh, funny beer or whatever you want to call it.
1: (laughs) Your funny beers. Your funny beers.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you get, I guess I've got a question that's sort of just thinking about all this sort of bridge and the gap between stuff. Do you get a lot of pushback from the like, Do you guys get a lot of physical pushback? Not you specifically, but the brewery. Do people write in and go, I really like traditional and what have you done to this traditional style? And then do you also get people that are really craft, like super uh, hardcore craft that go, I don't like that you're being so traditional. Like, Do you get no, people that come I, in and...
2: I think um, the pushback is always misplaced and it's quite funny because what probably didn't help is that the head brewer, Ed, who was there before, um, and built this brewery, um, and you know, he for years was doing trad styles with a lot of experimental stuff. But the experimental stuff never had the market to go nationwide or further. Um, so he's doing it for the tap room, and you know, everyone around here knows that this brewery's always done a bit of both. And um, but you'll get some people who will just see the head brewer change, then see us do a few like cans with shiny labels and things, and um, and they'll automatically. Around the, the traditional beers that they were drinking and go, oh, you've changed them, you've ruined them. And he goes, well, we haven't actually touched any of the traditional recipes because heritage is just as important to us as yeah. progression. Um, and we had, um, I won't say any names out of respect for them, but I had a, a big complaint of someone going off the chain at me about how we'd changed the traditional style beer that had been there for ages and all this. Um, and I had to pull it all up and had a look for him. And it turned out it was one that Ed had free left. <laughs> the batch was the same batch. Exactly. (laughs) But You'll you'll get that natural perceived, um, you know, oh, they've definitely changed because they're doing fancy, hence the label on OOF, that sort of attitude. (laughs) Um, uh, I think, to be fair, on the craft side, um, I'm not going to say anyone's better or worse, but craft beer drinkers at least try and embrace a lot more, I think. Um, uh, uh, Most craft drinkers I know will still say, oh, I love a pint of cask, love a pint of Real ale." I don't know as many sort of traditional drinkers that do the opposite. Um, But, I mean, our tap rooms, I I love it in our tap room um, just because of the people. Because all of our regulars have seen this progression over the years. And even the old boys have been drinking the same pint every single day for the last 50 years. Because some of our recipes go back, they're heritage recipes. They'll order that same pint, they'll sit around the table together, and they'll see someone walk past with something that's like, that colour or you know, <laughs> but instead of going uh, uh, and sort of muttering under their breath, they'll go, oh, Tim, have a taste of that one. <laughs> brilliant. So We've got a really open-minded community around us, which is, which is brilliant. It's um, really good. But um, the pushback's all online. It's people behind the keyboards who just, you know, take an assumption of what you are as a brewery or what you wherever were ever um, were. People who always assumed we were just a, an old Twiggy Brewery. Um, we get it a lot. In people meaning wellers as, <laughs> as well we get people who will do chats like this and people will always Or well, the questions we always get is "Oh, you've always been an old twiggy brewery and now you're going into sort of more modern stuff and we go because people don't know that ed we found a picture of ed from 20 years ago and he sat in this chair with his sort of young face and all this and we're looking at his his pint and it was the haziest thing i've ever seen and this was back when, you know, that oh, it's got to be off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get gut rot. It yeah. would just looked like a New England IPA. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, there a New England IPA is in the UK 20 years ago. I might be wrong. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, well, who knows?
1: Who knows? It could, who who knows? it could be something where they've it, created
2: that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, yeah, we, we've got a history of, of always doing this, and that's what, for me, when I took over here, embracing heritage is just as important if not more important than progression Um and so the pushback is, is luckily minimal i
1: think yeah i think it's it is probably as well people have so much more time on their hands now because they can't go out and do anything else so it's like <laughs> oh what can i do i'm just gonna complain about something <laughs> that's my new hobby yeah, yeah uh, we've, honestly
2: <laughs> we've been told a few times that we we've made the, the one the best one was that we we got told that we had made all our traditional beers hazy because hazy is the cool thing to be. Um, And they hadn't realised, and I don't know how long they've been drinking our beer, but they claimed it was a real long time. But our our, our bottles are bottle conditioned. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a little bit of natural sediment and a little bit of natural haze in there, a little bit of chill haze. We don't find into bottle with Isagart's over. But that's never changed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, You're just going with the times. Yeah, we've we been doing we're we're groundbreaking then because we've been doing that for a year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be that thing where you just kind of go, you you know what you've been doing, and you're like, it's not even worth arguing. So you just go, yeah, unfortunately, it's you know, it's, it's what it is. Times.
2: We take it with the pitch, don't they? Because yeah. I think it would be a bit hypocritical of us to be saying enjoy what you want, and you know, we laugh at it, but at the same time, people like what they like. Yeah, I'm also no one to go and. Uh, going beep on that so do your <laughs> job for you
1: there uh, thank you it's in, fa- in fairness because you're the guest she wouldn't beep you out it just no. gets a beep, I just beep when her. I say too much which has <laughs> 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 been really good lately so yeah, besides saying bollocks is you know been doing really good lately
2: you're just um, playing with that one now you know yeah now she's awesome. done <laughs> it again <laughs> <stuff laughs>
1: no, I just was reading the bottle Joanne yeah, come yeah. on but relax <laughs> say? it says bollocks right on it <laughs> we're trying to be family friendly (laughs) yeah for family friendly beer podcast yeah that's exactly what it is no honestly i've been good (laughs) um it's it's really the one that i'm I'm interested in that I want to hear before we go on I think to the last bit because again we're conscious that it's nearly half past and you've got to uh get out before it's too late <laughs> um before we go to the last part which will be a name that beer if you're up for that challenge <laughs> um I've yep. also got from you uh uh have you got any samples in <laughs> the froze. I want to hear more about that because that's the one that's cut it's either it's not out it's yet out as far as we're recording but by the time <laughs> this comes out on Monday it will be out
3: yeah
2: yeah, um, I mean, froze is, I don't know, we'll start on the beer, not the name. <laughs> <laughs> the Troze is, um, it's kind of as a response in a way. There's a few breweries in the US who have done Trozes, um, you know, or froze style beers that are named other things. So um, I know the Vale do some, basically for us, it's a heavily fruited sour, but with a bit of sweetness too. Um on a you know you've got that scale staggeringly good have done a couple over in the uk they've been brilliant and it's sort of that scale between sort of triple ghost, guys the sort of stuff that north is doing that level when they go up to those real thick smoothie ones um the reason we went for frozen i mean kings are another very that have done one they they i think they probably coined the phrase um for me the reason we used it is because people kick off when you go this is a ghost I go, ah, that's too thick for a go oh, that shouldn't be that strength <laughs> fine <laughs> um Frosé is essentially based on a frozen fruited rose cocktail so that thicker mouthfeel, the um, big heavy fruiting you know it's it saves arguments and i think it's quite a cool term and it leaves no confusion um which is great because it stops those arguments you're just concentrating on what the beer tastes like not what what we're calling it um so, yeah, we, we chucked uh, a load of raspberry, blackberry, passion fruit, and a load of vegan marshmallows at it um, on top of just our house sour base, um, just a load of wheat and, and a little bit. Um, and we we sort of set out to this because we've done a pilot a bit where we use lactose. And we're like, well, we want to find a way where we can just take that out of the equation with we'll still leave enough sweetness in that it's, you know, not just real tart, dry fruit. Um, and hopefully, I mean, we'll find out next week if people like it but um yeah i think we'll see a lot more of the early vault city have just started some people are calling them smoothie beers um i think frozen for gives us more scope to be able to do more so we can do some that aren't ridiculous glass destroyers um this is more a summer smasher for me but at the same time we're gonna have some that is just bloop in a can <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah i mean the name. um it, it, it had a working title we, we do a lot of cultural references because we can't think of names other than <laughs> <written> people <off. laughs> um i think i can't remember the working title and then we that week we got bombarded by um, instagram influencers and um and the like and again it's not something we doesn't bother us it's quite fun in fact we we're really happy to send out samples to be honest you know if people, we're lucky that a lot of our influencer friends now are happy to support us um, and we'll buy beer and things like that. Um, we'll still send them out, just email them a little bit. But we'll be like, the next time we get asked for it, we want to just be able to send them one that they open. Uh, oh, we've you got a samples of beer? And they'll open it and it will just, the first thing they see is what they asked us on it. That's actually <laughs> brilliant. Thankfully. <brilliant. laughs> Have you got any
0: samples? Yep.
2: Yep. There you go. <laughs> and I mean, I mean again we try and be a bit fun with it because I think people take beer too seriously these days uh, it's just another one of those spiels down the side that I've seen a few people describe this and oof there's a ramp down the side <laughs> so it's not a ramp it's just us poking fun tongue in cheek some people uh, just don't ch- get the joke <laughs> it, well, it just shows how seriously people take beer. beer we're not about that we're about good flavors if, and you know having fun with beer and that's what beer should be for us Um, But yeah, I hope people enjoy it. And I mean, um, we're up against some real competition over the staggering just down the road. They've done some incredible um, stuff. Um, And we get a lot of US stuff in the Tatroom from Mortalis and the Vale, probably more towards the smoothie side of it than we've gone for this. But um, they're the best in the world at this sort of stuff. Um, But the more we see it come over here, and and that's the other thing that spurred us on to brew it is, we want to see more styles that we don't see over here. Um, and we we try and do that with a lot of every other special or every few specials in the 750s as well. Try and do something that you don't see as much of. Um, that's sort of our ethos, just through everything and don't forget stuff. You know, it's it's easy to go, oh, we're doing this, are doing this, and you forget about a whole range of styles. Um, like just the other day, we were talking about, we found an old recipe book from 1980s from local breweries and they're all well whip breads and Brickwoods recipes yeah. and I want to do like a trad styles like heritage day where we get a load of pilot brews of old bitters and old you know miles and we will yes. also alongside this though
1: <laughs> yeah I'm all for that that's such a that's such a brilliant idea yeah. and and the, when you posted that your your tap room open back up in assuming everything goes along with the with the timelines uh and you've you've posted like the most delicious looking barbecue that's gonna be there <laughs> as well and i was just like oh, i wish it was so got much got to easier shout
2: out to the bare bones barbecue oh yeah smokehouse barbecue in the uk oh. doesn't get much better than them
0: nice
1: I was like, looking at the photos, it's like, I'm drooling. Why are you so, are you so far away, please?
2: Well, once things are back to normal, we're not that far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, only, only like a quick come comment. Like,
1: yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think you guys should put this. This is going to be a really radical idea. You should put this into a slushy machine. We've got one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not as radical and yeah. badass as I think. <laughs> she likes to I'm pitch like,
0: all like, these like, ideas. Yeah, I and love pitching yeah. ideas. Do you no, like, that was I sounding.
2: insisted, um, I was probably a bit pushy about it, I insisted, <laughs> um, when I started here, I was like, I'm going to buy a soft-serve machine, and then luckily our mate, he, he works in a, a local sort of shop, it's like they had a clear out of all stuff, and they had a slashing machine, that I was like, I'll swap it to you for a keg of beer, and he went <laughs> for it, and um, nice. only one side of it's working at the moment, but we did, um, I can't remember what we did in it, so it might have been Pio, I can't remember. But um yeah, oh, all summer amazing. that'll be out every weekend at the Tatroom. room. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's uh, I can see like incentives. Put, fr- put your frose in that. Yeah. <laughs> got, Make it a proper frosé.
2: Hopefully we'll have another one out by summer, some sort of more tropical flavours and things like that. Um but we're playing with stuff at the moment. It's the one beautiful thing of lockdown that's given us time to experiment more than we would have. Oh yeah. I'm
1: jealous. Absolutely jealous. Amazing. Um before we go on to the last bit, Joe, do you have any other any other things you want to?
0: I don't think so. So um I drank Fallen Acorn quite a while back when when they were a trad at a cheese mm. festival.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. this is the other thing. I love stuff like that. I, well, like, it it seems brilliant. that when you become craft, you've got to stop doing, you know, or oh, can't do the cheese festival. Can't do there's one on the Isle of Wight that's beer and buses where they just go on a bus around different clubs yeah. and that or well, there's one that I knew when I started here that I would love to do again um, on the Watercrest line where they take one brewery and they fill the train with beer from that brewery and you just go on a little train ride and drink, get drunk Yeah, chocolate. nice. Um, and I'm not sure if they'll even look at us anymore. Even if right. we still do the same beer we did then because our image is, you know, a bit of a mix. But if if, if they're ever listening to this, please take us back there. I would love to just <laughs> It's an old steam train. And you can yes. Just we'll make sure when we better.
1: post this, I'm going to post <laughs> like a plea to them of like, please, <laughs> please, please, please a take Paul and Acorn back. A- back on your train.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll all reach
1: out. Everybody will just reach out and go, please <laughs> let uh, them go cheese,
2: on. Cheese festivals, anything like that. It's yeah, oh, beer and cheese. What more could you want?
1: Right. It was brilliant.
0: <laughs> I had samples. Um, there was an eggnog stout that I took home in a bottle. It was great. <laughs> right? Amazing. You'd have loved it. <laughs> that
3: sounds
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I just went on with it. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> so
1: excited. It's <laughs> a happy dance. Um, right, so I guess... Uh, on to the last bit then if you're up for the challenge of we're going to give you four beers and we're going to read you the description of the beers and we're going to see if uh you can guess what they are um i will say charlotte has charlotte from phantom has now tied with uh ian and jd from wild weather for the top spaces where they got all four correct so eventually we're going to have to have a final showdown but uh are you going to accept the challenge that's the question.
2: I accept the challenge. Hey. Uh, to be honest, are, are they mostly the UK or they? They're, they're are they all yours. Mixed? They're all oh, fallen All right. All fallen acorns. Oh, all oh, right. even, yeah. Yeah.
1: all yeah. fallen icons. Oh, God. I, I, I mean, mean, you can give us you can give uh, us a year if you'd like us to stick to a certain year.
2: No, no. Uh, well, if, before 2019, I probably don't know. Okay, <laughs> fine. For anything, anything goes. <laughs>
1: all right i'll let you go first joe
0: right uh we brewed this with dried orange peel after pouring the wort over a homemade caramel the result is a pithy and zesty orange hit that gives way to a slightly jammy mouthfeel and a caramel backbone and a delicious smelling brewery
2: i remember that one because the brewery smelled amazing <laughs> uh, Lady Marmalade
1: yes reading <laughs> number one I will say there's all these these all these ones that I'm like which is the one that I want to read out because all the names are brilliant yeah like, the names are so honestly
2: you just spend an evening getting drunk with three yeah. brewers that's all you do <laughs> was like, What's... how'd you come up with your names how many drinks have we had not enough <laughs> let's try again <laughs> um...
1: I- I'm gonna go with this one because I like the uh the version that you guys have used to make this version. So we took our, Rus- our Russian Imperial Stout, Crimea River, and stuck it in Scottish whiskey barrels for six months, along with twenty kilos of sour cherries per two hundred liters. The result is an indulgent, strong yet smooth stout with a tart hit of cherry that cuts through the layers of coffee, chocolate, and
2: whiskey. I have to get the words in the right order. <laughs> um,
1: I don't know. It depends on how to- we make up the rule, so it depends on how. How, we'll see how. I know, know the beer. I was, know you know this because I remember talking to you about the artwork on this beer the, like the ages drink. and ages ago.
2: The problem we've got with this is that we put one thing on the can, and all the brew sheets read a very slight variation of it. <laughs> so, all right, because
1: you've explained it, I'll maybe
2: going with the value case.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got it in the right Good order time. as well. Right,
2: okay, the sheet is Valley of the Ghosts and everyone keeps coming and asking for it. I'm like, no, you're getting the name wrong. And then I realize <laughs> I'm getting the name. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: there's probably nothing worse Brilliant. than realising you just <laughs> yeah, told yeah, me and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's me. That's a me problem.
2: Oh, this <laughs> well, is <we're> right. all <laughs> two
1: for two. So you've only got two more to go and you could we could that be in the three-way one. tie for folks. Let's do
2: this one then. Yeah. Really. Have you got any samples? I've got it here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, rosebud, rose petal, lemongrass, and hemp pilsner, light, floral, citrusy, and fruity drink, chilled and fresh. I don't
2: which way around these two came out? <laughs> we released him as a double rose release. Uh, Kissing a rose.
1: Yes. Woo-hoo! Well done. So you're already. So we're going to put this into perspective. You have already beaten Matt from Siren.
2: On, on that from you should got you
1: on it. <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> you got me yeah, for sure. Um last one. This could tie you in a three-way for first place. And it's gonna get really complicated because now we're gonna have to have everyone back on and do a showdown. Yeah. <laughs> maybe okay. this will be when we do the trip around. we we'll yeah. have to do the trip yeah. around. <laughs> right. Summer fruits milkshake IPA, packed with strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, black currants, blueberries, vanilla, and milk sugar. I'll give you this pilot twenty twenty series.
2: I know which this is. I think. I hope said no, that. Yes, I'm really stupid. <laughs> that was very confident. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it is because I think I named it. That resistance is futile.
1: Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> We've got. Tie for first, so we're gonna have to think of a tiebreaker, yeah. Um, because I don't think we thought this far ahead. No, we weren't gonna have <laughs> the thing is, we weren't gonna have a leaderboard until Matt at Siren was like, Do you have a leaderboard or something? And we're like, Well, we can." yeah, do. we do now. So that's who the thing, else, we've else got is it now. Who else so it's Ian with? and JD from Wild Weather, they were the first people to get four out of four. Then Charlotte came on from Phantom, and Charlotte's got four out of four. Can we do it in
2: alphabetical order
1: though? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's it. Um yeah, we'll we'll think of some way to do a tiebreaker and then we'll just well, have I'm sure to we'll all end
2: up hopefully at some sort of festival or yeah. at some sort of taproom room event this time, this year. And uh we can do an in-person.
1: Yeah, project. and you can all have your own buzzers. Like I'll let you guys all pick <laughs> yes. your own buzzer noises. Oh you can
2: set so. up your own craft, but like the beer show. I mean, we've got buzzers. The beer quiz. Oh my
1: goodness. It's the big fat beer quiz of the year. <laughs> I think we'd probably get a C and D from that. So Anna, yeah, we'll find a way around it. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I'm here for, the, I, I do the ideas. I can. Yeah, I've got all these pitches. I'll pitch something good. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, well, it's been lovely to have you. I don't think we want to keep you any longer because we know you're really busy, no, and we really you appreciate so you taking the time to come talk to us. Um, no, hopefully, we can come much. visit. Yeah, please,
2: please do. We'd love to have you down there, and thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, of course. course. Thank
2: you very much. Cheers. No, no well, enjoy the rest of your beers as well. Yeah, and, um, do. <laughs> Try not to crack the um. Seven fifty.
1: Seven
2: fifty is on your own. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna
1: make sure I share them. <laughs> maybe. Short pause all round. Big pause for me. Little pause for everyone else. Oh, that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. that It's genuinely like, I feel like he is a person, I've talked to him so much online and stuff. He is a person that I feel like you could just sit and have a really good, not serious conversation. Like you can have serious conversation and just total joking conversations. You could just sit and talk to, it feels like for ages on everything. And the thing is like, what I really like is you can have conversations about him, not about him, with him about these topics and You can get passionate about things. He understands you get passionate about a topic, but he doesn't take it personally. And it's like, you can have these conversations. He's not taking it personally. And it's really great, I think, to be able to have that. Because I think a lot of times, like he was saying in the interview, I mean, people can get so serious about beer. It's difficult to have conversations without somebody getting properly upset. (laughs) Yeah
0: beer's just beer's for fun
3: people yeah
1: yeah we're here to enjoy ourselves exactly so that was exciting and I think nothing else to say is there no I don't
0: think so um (laughs) if people want to talk to you about fun times with beer
1: where can they find you yeah if you want to give me Beer festival recommendations, bottle share recommendations, the best beer to bring to your bottle share. You can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. If people want to talk to you about Twiggy beer, Joe, where do Ooh, they find kind of you? talk to
0: me about Twiggy beer. I am in Kent after all. Um, my personal Instagram uh, and accounts are under a woman's brew on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you can find my beer school where we learn about all the beers, not just the Twiggy ones, not just the craft ones. Um, that is Love Beer Learning. And we are Love Beer Learning on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Tiki Um, Pinterest and all of those fun places. You can also come to the website lovebeerlearning.co.uk and you can email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com and we'll pick up the emails there for the podcast as well if there's something if there's a guest you want us to have on if there's um a style of beer you want us to look at in an episode if there's a a beery question you want to answer we want answered in a podcast Hot topic, episode,
1: agendas. Hot topic yeah let <laughs> us <hot> know takes.
0: <laughs> let us know we will do an episode just for you um so on that note cheers,
1: cheers.